Mike Shashevsky, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. He's working on his uh, his earphones, his headphones. I got welcome it. back to the David Glenn Show. Good Thank to see you. you. How are yeah, you? It's great, and I, I like the setup of Operation Basketball. It, uh, we got our mileage in walking around, but uh, a lot more room. Actually, being courtside is kind of a, a neat thing. So, uh, but a, a good day to start out the ACC. It sounds futuristic to say that you guys are literally replacing body parts. So as Hall of Famers, you can conti continue your illustrious careers. Yeah. That sounds like something written in a novel at some point. How are you feeling after, you know, those six surgeries? And UK, you, Roy, and Beheim, I mean, it is futuristic, right? You are literally replacing bo body parts. Well, so uh, also it, getting rid of pain. Uh, no, I, I, my right knee is now about 14 months old and doing great. Left knee is about 30 months old, and the hips are really old, 22 and 19 years. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm, no, I'm good. And I have actually more mobility than I've had in 8 to 10 years and uh, fresher. Actually, can do more on the court, definitely, than I have been able to do in the last five years. So uh, I feel really good about it. Coach Beheim told us he thinks you and Roy and he are just going to keep coaching as long as you feel right. He says he might live to 100. He might coach another half a dozen years. He doesn't know. But he's not stopping because somebody else says that it's time. How, how do you put that into your own words? Well, I think I think each person has to make his own decision. And uh, I, I think as long as you have a passion not just to coach but to prepare to coach, and all the things that are necessary to be to be a good coach and do your job responsibly at the level uh, that they, you know people expect you to do it, then you keep doing it. And uh, that's why I don't think any one of the three of us would set a timetable, because once you set a timetable, then you basically have already retired. I think. And uh, but right now I feel good and, and real good. I like my team a lot. And uh, I've always loved being at Duke. So uh, love the area. <laughs> you know, there, there's, not much, there's not much there that's sapping there's not the negative energy or something <laughs> like that. So you get positive vibes all, all around you. He is an Olympic champion. He is a five-time NCAA champion. Mike Krzyzewski is joining us here on the David Glenn Show. I'm sure those national titles can start running together in their details, but you had an awesome team that was starting. I guess the five guys who played the most minutes were all juniors and seniors with Shire and Nolan Smith and that group. You also had the three freshmen helped by senior Quinn Cook, junior Emil Jefferson, another national title. This sounds like a whole different animal, Coach. Right. I don't even know if there's another example of a college basketball team. Heck, for a, the rules for a while didn't even allow you to play freshmen. Uh, what do you make of the possibility that your four best players could be true freshmen and you still have the same high goals? What's the best way to summarize what's different about your challenge given that kind of roster? Well, the fact is that our four best players are freshmen. And Joey Baker is one of the top nine or ten. And uh, so we have a young young group. Now, are they just young in age or are they young in everything? And I think they're just young in age. Uh, maturity, people skills, they're way advanced. These guys are good guys. They know how to get along. They're not – they're over themselves. Uh, they they want to win. Uh, are they young with talent? No, they got 
they got old talent. They're they're really good with talent. How about the maturity on the court, physical maturity? Yeah, Cameron is right there, but the others are really there, and so they're they're older than four freshmen you would think of, and uh, and then just the ability to coach them, their maturity is is at the highest level, and then we have an upper class that has improved and is uh, secure about who they are. And so you have two secure groups coming together. It's a lot easier to mesh. Are there any parallels at all with the challenge that you experienced every four years in trying to lead our country to another gold medal? I mean, it's obviously it's older men rather than young men. and you built a culture over an extended yeah. period. Any parallels at all there? A little bit, but, you know, again, the main th- you've already made the most important point, men and young men, and, and accomplished already at some level to where they're looking to accomplish. But the fact of bringing together in a short period of time, similar, you know, you, uh, how do you develop, uh, how do they understand what the culture is that they're in? You know, who helps teach that? You know, how do you live? What are your standards? And then are you putting in a system of offense and defense that is uh, really customized, personalized for that group? I, I've always tried to do that. Uh, with this group, it's, it's really been fun because they can do a lot. There, there are a lot of basketball players. They're, you know, look, Zion... Uh, RJ and Cam, they're really good basketball players, and they can play all over the court. So, And then Trey is a point guard that we haven't had for a while who can put discipline pressure on the ball. He, In a game, you would expect him to get three or four times as many assists as turnovers, you know, that, you know, that type of thing, steady and... Uh, then if you have the supporting cast that is secure, if they are dropping off a little bit, maybe some of them can pick it up. So it has the makings of a, a really good team. And so then the primary worry is health. And we, we're pretty healthy right now. Talent-wise, I remember you telling us three years ago, hey, Jalil Okafor is our most talented player. Or this year you just said, hey, our freshmen are our four most talented players. What about through the eyes of a West Point grad, the leadership part of this. Quinn Cook was not only a senior, he was yeah, an all-ACC yeah. senior. Grayson was a senior last year. Can you find leadership in an upper class where there's not guys who's played a lot and scored a lot or done as much? Or can the leader emerge from one of those four true freshmen? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And uh, <laughs> thank you for asking it. It's, uh, uh, I think we have to see it and has to be developed. Uh, I don't. I think it can come some from the freshmen, but they they can't be your recognized leader. I, I think that I don't. I don't think that's a good way of doing it. Uh, but our upperclassmen are emerging. You know, Javin and Jack especially have um, have done some really really good things, and we'll see. We, we haven't named a captain or captain yet. You have not let us down as the answerer to our questions over these, in my case, 31 years, you longer than that. 
you have a pretty cool radio show of your own. Mm-hmm. Do you like being the questioner? And, man, I mean, you've had, like, the chef, Bobby Flay. You have yeah. other sports leaders and coaches. But you pull <laughs> CEOs. How have you enjoyed jumping to sort of my side of the table, if you yeah, will? Yeah, I don't know if they prompted you on this, but you know, we actually started, oh, our, I know. They Go started ahead. our show this Go week. Ahead. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, one of our guests is the running back for uh, the New York Giants, Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Wow. And... Uh, uh, but we get, I love it. You know, I think it's our 14th season. And uh, uh, it's not so much asking questions as much as getting into a conversation. And uh, uh, I learn a lot from it. And, and, you know, just you have two periods where 15, 20 minutes with two different people every week. And uh, it's gone great. And then Dave Sims, who is one of the, old, the pros, has been with me the whole time. So... When I'm faltering, he he knows how to hit a basket or get a rebound or take a charge or whatever for the show. But I, I'm always excited about about doing it. I, I, I love doing it. It's called Basketball and Beyond with Coach K, and Coach K did not ask me to mention this. They're not technically our competitor, right? It yeah. is on Sirius XM. It does debut this year's first season premiere, I'd call it is tomorrow mike shashevsky this time with saquon barkley among many others as we thank you for your time and i guess send you to your next stop on the car wash uh, what do you love most about being in this industry because you've been quoted talking about hey that that ugly underbelly stuff is not something i see with my own eyes uh, you even called it a blip on the radar what are I, the i wish i would have said radar yeah. so someone that's what i meant and people... oh did you not you just no you say well radar? You know what I you know what I did? It was our opening day press conference and we're you know, I wanted to get through that quickly and I should have given it a little bit more time. And it wasn't to disrespect the fact the game because what's going on there is important, but it's not what's going on all over the radar. And that's the point I was trying to make. But uh, and let and go ahead and expand on that as much as you want, Coach. Either the good and what what makes you still love your job, even though there are yeah, awards, no, it, or the or the bad, because some folks thought that some folks describe you or Jim Beheim or Roy Williams as naive when you say that you don't think it's as big a problem as some some others even in your own profession describe it as a big. Well, let's problem. put it this way: Jim, Roy, and I've been called a lot of things. <laughs> so uh, some of them good, some of them bad. <laughs> naive isn't quite as a yeah. uh, threat. And if the person who is saying naive maybe is exposed to some of those things, then so be it. Then speak up about it. Uh, I think uh, I'll just speak for myself in that regard. Uh, we haven't lost kids yeah, because some we feel someone has cheated for that kid. And so if I'm going to talk about and say that it's happening everywhere, I cannot legitimate, legitimately say that. Am I surprised that something like that can happen in New York? I'm not surprised because it can happen in your industry or anybody. But... That blip on the radar, in other words, the blip can be really serious, but it's not the whole radar. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we don't get a whole bunch of other blips because then it becomes the screen. Yeah. And then, then we're in real trouble. So hopefully they'll take care of that situation. And again, no disrespect 
in what I said. I did not mean that to be disrespectful, and I apologize if that's the way it's been, it was taken. Uh, because I've spent a lot of time with the game, and I love the game. And you asked about what, you know, how do you keep it going? This is what I wanted to do when I was 16, and so for 55 years I've been a lucky guy, and I would have never have imagined it would have gone to the level that it has gone. So I'm extremely uh, proud of that, but I'm also, uh, I want my game represented right too. So it, I, I don't think I'm uh, naive, uh, but I'm also, I'm not gonna talk about things I don't know are true. And so if someone knows about something that's true, I would ask them to speak up. And maybe that would help the game. And if maybe I'm naive in this, maybe that person isn't strong enough to speak their mind instead of, of just saying that someone's naive. Yeah. I'd rather you keep telling stories about why your mom would not let go of her purse. Or, or one of my favorite my, – I have my own personal top ten favorite Coach K stories, but mom's purse is on yeah. there. Uh, I hope you never get, loves that, don't ever get tired of telling that story. Yeah. You always have a new audience, Coach, yeah, as you get older, as we all get older. Or uh, make sure you get on the right bus. That's yes. somewhere in the top ten. Please never stop telling those no, stories. No, those are fundamentally great teaching points that parents have taught their kids forever or strong parents have uh, set an example of – that you'll fight for what's yours. Are they both in your top five favorites? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Got to be, uh, right? Yeah. And the, the right bus thing is... Kay had thing. to say to his own parent, Mom, I I know which bus takes me where in Chicago. And, yeah. and, and Mom had to say, no, Michael. Mm. I don't mean literally the right bus. Just put good people on it. And if you get on someone else's bus, make sure they're good people. And really, fundamentally, that's what I've done. I love it. Yeah, my, my mom was my best teacher. How about that? She never went to high school. And what a legacy, the Emily Krzyzewski Center, right? Yeah, it's gone great. Yeah, we've just, uh, in May, uh, announced a $15 million campaign, a game-changer campaign. And we had a one-year silent phase, and uh, we're into the second year. We're already about two-thirds to that goal. And our family... Have, has contributed $3 million to it just because we believe in Durham and we believe in every kid in Durham. And that's what the center is about, is to believe in kids and give them an opportunity, no matter what their income and background is, that they have a chance to go to college. And every one of our kids at the Emily Krzyzewski Center goes to college. So. Last year at this event, Coach, I think you spent like 30 minutes with us at the David Glenn Show. So if I keep you here for one second longer, there's going to be a lot, right. of, a lot of people mad at me. We're in so trouble. So thank you very right. much for thank the you. visit and for sharing all those stories all right. over the years. Take care, you guys. You too. Mike Krzyzewski joining us.